from CSG Studios, high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado, you're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Nate Simmons and Ross Martin. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. The Colorado Sports Guys podcast, episode number 68. I am Ross Martin, as uh, our lovely intern Renee just said, and as she also mentioned, Nate Timmons. What's up, Ross? Had some delicious pizza that Renee fired up earlier. That was uh, good stuff. Yeah, it is yeah. good. We got a good thing going with this free labor stuff. Yeah, free labor. And Jeff Morton is here. Hello. The uh, wordsmiths of Denver Stiffs. The wordsmiths of Denver Stiffs. That's Verbo- cool. Verbose. Two of the three... You powerhouses over there. Thank you both for uh, filling in for me last week. Oh, yeah? I it mean, was fun. Not filling in for me. I guess, Jeff, you filled in for me. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't fill your shoes, though. So, no, yeah. no. Of course took not. over the Nobody asked you to do that. No. You know what I mean? I didn't see your sandals there. So <laughs> <laughs> I tried to take over the hosting duties. I believe I forgot a plethora of items, but. Well, like, like this, like we want to remind everybody to check out ColoradoSportsGuys.com. For links to our Facebook, Twitter, and our Amazon.com affiliate link, if you go to ColoradoSportsGuys.com and click through the Amazon banner at the top of the page, each time you do your normal shop, normal shopping, you will be supporting the podcast. You got that one in there. I don't yeah. think you mentioned that you can uh, email us no. at show at ColoradoSportsGuys.com or use our phone number, 720-722-1274, to leave us a voicemail or send us a text message. We will read those text messages and play those voicemails on the show if we feel like it now. That's out of the way. That was it, man. How yeah. are you guys feeling today? Oh, great. Great. So uh, you were gone. How was your time in Florida? I had a great time in Florida. Yeah. I was on the beach. I was staying on an island in the Gulf of Mexico. Nice. Right near Sarasota, Florida and Tampa mm-hmm. and the Tampa Bay area. I figured out finally why they call the Buccaneers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Right. And yeah. the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. I always thought that that city's name was Tampa Bay. And then I thought that was stupid when I found out that the city's name is just Tampa. Because why would you name a team after a body of water? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like the Lake feeling. Michigan Bears. You know what I mean? Like, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. But I figured out the city, the teams aren't in Tampa. They're like in some other city, like Bradenton or something like that. Yeah. So I figured that out. Now that makes more sense, and I understand a little bit more. Oh, great. It's kind of like the Patriots being in Foxborough. Is Foxborough even a town or just yeah. a state? Yeah, Foxborough is like uh, about 30 minutes outside of Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why they have the New England that encompasses an area. Yep. Just yes. about Tampa's encompassing an area as Yeah, well. because that whole New England Tampa area, Bay. they're all big fans of like the, the Sox and the uh, – yeah. and the. And the Patriots. And it's like from Massachusetts to Maine, every idiot up there, right? Yep. And it used to be the Boston Patriots. Just a little nugget of information there that I know. Okay. That some other <laughs> to be the Boston. Boston. Probably don't true. know. Why are we talking about the Patriots? I don't know. Why are we talking about Tampa? I mean, I know I was just in Florida. Had a great time. I got chewed alive by jellyfish larva. Have you heard of this? No, but that doesn't sound good. Did they burrow inside you? So... <laughs> All of a sudden, you're going to we'll have these, these things bursting, <laughs> this is like, bugs like, crawling out of you. I'm, I'm not like going to worry, like a sci-fi worry movie. about it, but uh, I do look like I have chicken pox. Yeah, don't worry about it. Just let, let things progress yes, naturally. That's why I drink. 
<laughs> this is why uh, Ross has been taking saltwater baths recently. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I asked you guys how you were feeling today because I wanted to tell you how I was feeling. Yeah. You know? Okay. Okay. I feel hungover. Mm. <laughs> very, 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 very hungover. Yeah. Because, and I have a pounding headache. And they're not the same cause. I don't get headaches, per se, after I drink a little too much of the Dale's Pale Ales, or as the Guinness that you brought over, Jeff. Mm -hmm. But I did spend about an hour and a half last night pounding my head against the wall during the first half of that Broncos game. (laughs) Yeah. Because it was (laughs) the absolute worst thing. I literally was getting nauseous as I watched this downward spiral. It was worse. It was that first half was worse than any like Kyle Orton experience. Like it was just, it was like, and and it's not, I'm not saying Peyton Manning's, it was Peyton Manning's fault, but it was horrible. And I'll, I'll kind of explain to you now for those people who are, have never been to the studio, as most people that are listening on the wall here, I have a bunch of t-shirts and jerseys and jerseys and Ross, Ross. It's the palatial studios. The palatial studios, yes. Now, Nate, Jeff, can you tell uh, – are you guys superstitious when you watch sports, sporting events of teams you really are passionate about? I'm a, I'm a little. If I'm watching it on a certain television and they're doing good, I won't move from that television or anything like you that. You have two televisions? Sheesh. Three. Richie Rich. Three. <laughs> I have three televisions. <laughs> But anyway, and I have a steed that takes me to each television. <laughs> nice, a white steed. A white yes. steed. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, well, Timmons, superstitious at all? Oh yeah, during playoff games, I'll, I'll get into some rituals. Yeah, like Rather of course the most famous one is the rally cap, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Don't do that though. That's. Oh, I love the rally cap. Okay. In baseball. Baseball only. Yeah. But one thing I do, or I did last night as I was watching this game, I decide what uh, I'm going to wear during the game. I'm looking. The the Chant Bailey jersey and the Elway jersey both seem to have been uh, recently maybe <laughs> oh, yeah. and taken off. Yes. Very astute observation, Timmons. When you look at the Chant Bailey jersey here, which is the first one I put on. <laughs> A little crooked. <laughs> I took it off the wall, put it on, and then as I took it off, right, like it was kind of inside out, and the the sleeves were still stuck inside, and I just hung it back up on the wall, swapped it out, put on my Elway jersey yeah. sometime in the after the second turnover or whatever, and then after that first half, I abandoned the Elway jersey. <laughs> now, which is also disheveled. That, so you put on the McCaffrey jersey. <laughs> now the McCaffrey jersey is a child's jersey that my <laughs> wife has worn in the past. So no, I wouldn't have uh, subjected to the neighbors to that, <laughs> which would have looked really bad. <laughs> but there is an empty blank space up yeah, here on the that. wall. Now, which I have three Bronco shirts, the Bailey jersey, the Elway jersey, and then another T-shirt. Oh, Tebow T-shirt. Tebow. Tebow. Oh, are you saying that the Tebow jersey? All I'm saying is I <laughs> put that on at halftime and said, it's all I got left. It's my final bullet. You know what I mean? Wow. Like at the end of Die Hard, when, yeah. he, when he has two bullets left, it's like I got one bullet left. Yeah. I, th- what I was doing before wasn't working, right? Yeah. So I put on the Tebow T-shirt and... Uh, what happened? Now, 
Thibault. Thibault. That's the Colquitt. <laughs> That's the Colquitt. And speaking of Colquitt, I kept seeing on Twitter people uh, just lambasting the special teams because of what's his nuts? Uh, Trenton Holiday. Trenton Holiday. Holiday. Omar Bolden. And Omar Bolden. Yes. Yeah. And they kept saying, special teams are killing us. And I was thinking to myself, wait a minute. Britton Colquitt and Matt Prater haven't done anything. And when you think of special teams, like that's really who you think of, right? Like the yeah, special they need teams. to specify but, that. But, yes. but look at it this way. They, they probably are delineating like kickers from that. So they're like, it's not the kickers, it's the special teams. And when they have the, you know, the returners. So that what they should do, what public, listen to me, <laughs> public. what you should do is say returners. Right. That's that specific and it encompasses or specifically the just those two guys. Because special those two teams, guys. I'm yeah. like, was there, are people sent thinking that the long snapper did bad? Did we'll Colquitt see, okay. got something to block? I'm glad you brought up the long snapper because a few weeks ago before the season started, gosh, it just seems like yesterday, um, the, before that season starts, they do their special dinners where like the offense goes out to a restaurant and the defense goes out to a restaurant and the specialists go out to a restaurant. And of course, defense has, you know, 20 guys and 25 guys and then, the, the offense, right? Defense, offense. I'll have 25 dudes out somewhere at like eating at Elway's Steakhouse or Shotgun Willie's or whatever. And then the specialists, it's literally just Prater, Colquitt, and the long snapper. <laughs> okay. So Nowhere to if go. Trendon Holiday was on the team, then he would have been out with whatever, like the cornerbacks or whatever, right? Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. Was Don't it- blame Colquitt and Prater. Okay, wasn't yeah. Trendon Holiday cut by the Texans or the Houston the Texans? Yeah, the Texans. Yeah, they're a football team. I was thinking of the Dallas Texans, which were an a, in, in the AFL squad that no longer. Yeah, did. the Texans had to replace Brian Cushing after he tore his ACL, so they had to make room on the roster and they cut Holiday. So they cut Holiday. So we picked him up because we had a worse record than the Indianapolis Colts. That's, that's oh, why oh. we got them because the Colts put in a claim too. Waiver claim. That's yeah. how the waivers work. And yeah. I've always wondered whoever that. has the worst re- worst record gets the gets the player. Is that how it works in fantasy football too? I don't know. Oh. I, I don't know. I think that goes on a rotation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've always been confused it. by the waivers. But anyway, uh, I started out <laughs> telling you that I'm hungover because I was hitting my head against the wall during the first half, and in the second half, you know, as I just resorted to drinking. And then I just got so amped up during that game. It was just like everything. Have you ever watched two halves that were so opposite? Oh yeah. In your entire life, have you ever seen anything as like like that? I've never seen anything. You could say uh, Houston Oilers Buffalo Bills playoff game when Frank Wright led him back from down. Oh, I remember that game. Twenty eight points or whatever. That was an amazing Frank Reich, who was only in there because Jim Kelly got injured. Is is that? He will live with that moment forever. But that would, you're, you're absolutely right because I think, I think the Oilers were up like 34 to 3 or something like that. It the was first some, half, yeah, in the first crazy. half. And then Buffalo came all the way back. But as far as this game goes, this is the first time a person, a person, a person has been, a team has been <laughs> behind by 24 points, come back and won, and won by 10 points. Wow. Or really? More. Yeah, this is the first time that's ever happened. No kidding. Yeah, the Bills were down that game uh, 32, and they won it in overtime, 41-38. to 38. That's Playoff game. Amazing. That was an amazing game. The comeback in 1993. That was an amazing game. I, that was 15 years old. That was that was just – that's one you'll remember. And that was their last Super Bowl, as I recall. That was the one where they played the Cowboys the second time. 
Yeah. Something like that. But, I mean, that, that's a playoff game. This is a, a Monday nighter. You don't really see – I don't know. There haven't been too many big comebacks like this. And for Monday night, wasn't this the largest Monday night comeback in history? Yes. Because one, the Manning part of one that was – he was down uh, – what was that? Against the Tampa Bay Bucks in yeah. uh, 2003. Um, he came all the way back, and they were down by big – in the like the the fourth quarter, and they scored like three touchdowns, bang bang bang. That's one of the best games I've ever seen on Monday night. Is it more fun or more entertaining? I mean, as Bronco fans here, not just for the average fan, right? Who probably turned the TV off at halftime last night. Is it more fun to win this way? I mean, no. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's no, like, it's no, not more okay. fun. I was watching it. With, I was watching it with my dad, and he was. I mean, it's fun to have one. Disgusted. Of these, it's fun to have one of these games every once in a while, though, where it's like the improbable comeback, yeah. where everything goes wrong in the first half, the two fumbles, you know, all this goes on, and then yeah, you get what five turnovers in the second half? Six, six, six turnovers. Crazy. On five straight drives. I mean, Philip Rivers fell apart, and well, we should Broncos talk too. about this. Yeah. I mean, we should talk about. Uh, a lot about the Philip Rivers, Chargers lost it, or Broncos won it stuff, right? And we should talk about this game more. I mean, obviously, we're going to spend a lot of time on that. Yeah. But before we get into that, yes. we're also going to talk about the NBA a little bit later, right? Okay. Talk a little hoops. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk about Ballers. Uh, the Rockies. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Giambi and whatnot. But... I've been gone for a week, guys. Uh, how you guys doing? What's up? Was it fun doing the podcast Do without me? It was fun to do the podcast. I think uh different location. Yeah, we did. Was, you, did you? It was did, different. Did you, did you guys miss me? Yes, you did. I knew you guys did. I haven't answered yet, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it was fun. We was... actually made a uh, an effigy of you and burned it and said it said it next to us. Well, it was kind of funny. Like right when we started going, like I, I kind of brought the show in, and then as Jeff was kind of saying, you know, his introduction, I was kind of thinking in my head, I was like. I gotta like bring up topics and stuff. Like, <laughs> like oh crap, the cross isn't here to. I know. just let I just let Nate and you yeah, know, well, it's Nate's show. You know, I'm just the yeah, guest. I'm the fill-in like, guy. So yeah, I'm like Jeff probably isn't. Yeah, he's not gonna be maybe too comfortable. Like he was though. I mean, he got right in there, but I was like, man, like Ross isn't here to like push the show. I was like, oh, I don't need scary. an excuse to talk, obviously, <laughs> but it's it's still you know. Well, you guys did a good, great job in my absence. And, well, it uh, wasn't the same without you. It Ross. was fun to listen to the show. Without me, I, I always thought I just listened to the show because I like to hear myself talk, which I do. <laughs> but it was also fun. You guys are, did a really good job, and I enjoyed it. Now, we what got else? Some is- good feedback too. I mean, we just we heard from some people uh, via you know Denver Stiffs. We heard some. I heard from some people on Twitter saying that you know that they've been enjoying our show. So that's always. It's always nice to hear. I did like you know? one person say, finally, a good episode. <laughs> it was like, this, finally, guys. Well, you just said, some, finally, some real discussion okay, about well, sports. Okay, well, well, let's, let's, they give narrowed some, it, they but, narrowed it though to just, to basketball. It's about, let's, let's give some context. Obviously, that comment was on Denver Stiffs, so obviously this person is going to uh, be. They like the hoops talk. The, the preferential to the basketball <laughs> thing. Which, you know, this is an all sports show, you know. We talk about a whole bunch of different things. We're the Colorado sports guys. Yeah. And plus one. Plus, plus one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, we're, if we're getting into, uh, to other stories and whatnot, I've been yeah, dealing tell me. Uh, tell me, you got a story? Yeah, it's not a great story, but I've just been, <laughs> been dealing. I told you guys. Yeah, tell us the story. Before we started. Do you like when been, you start the story? I'm like, yeah, yeah, tell us the story. Tell us the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
we were talking before the show. I've been seeing uh, finally psychiatrist. Into a chiropractor and oh. I need a psychiatrist still at some point. Uh, got a whole other bunch of issues to work on there, but uh, yeah, went to the old back doctor and we're you know he's giving me his spiel about everything and whatnot and you know saying only eighteen percent of you know people see chiropractors and he kind of made a funny comparison to you know fifty years ago you'd see people walk around like missing teeth and stuff and. You know, now he's saying, you know, if you're taking care of your back, there's no reason why you should have like deterioration in your, you know, spine and this and that and yada yada. I found it kind of interesting, and I've always kind of wanted to go. Got my back adjusted for the first time, and it felt pretty amazing. Feeling good? You, always, look, you look like you have better posture today. Oh, I have awful posture all the time. No, but I mean that's what I'm saying. It looks, you're looking, least, you're looking spry. Ten percent better. I always like to lean, <laughs> lean forward. You're, look, you're looking a little more active. You've hit 30, so obviously things have started to <laughs> fail on you. It, it is. Everything's starting to go, but it was good, man. I've always had like a weird uh, liking of like having my back cracked. I always used to do that. Like in school, I'd lean back on chairs and try to crack my back and whatnot. So getting it done by a professional was pretty sweet. And he did kind of the neck thing where he's like, you know, cracks your neck in two different spots, and one of them was like, I was like, oh, oh that was awesome. It was and it was sweet. a relief. A little bit, like they said, you're actually going to be like pretty tight and sore the next day. So they give you like stretches to do and whatnot because your muscles are trying to like pull your spine back to where it was, where they're trying to adjust it to get it realigned. So the old back doctor, <laughs> man, I, is that, is that <laughs> doctor what that... said I need a backy out of Okay, was it, is that what the place was called? The old back doctor. <laughs> the old back doctor. Yeah. And then in parentheses underneath it says, in no way does this imply that we are trying to suggest that he is a real doctor. <laughs> I liked it, man. I'm excited to keep going back. So I'm hooked. Ross, you may need to have some chiropractors advertising on Colorado sports guys. So yeah. <laughs> well, if they do, I'll call them whatever they want. Yeah. But like, this, like he was telling me, you know, like all your major sports teams have, you know, chiropractors on the staff. And he said a lot of players get adjusted like after yeah. games and stuff as well so i mean it is hopefully getting more into common practice well i I know nothing about chiropractors but my my uncle called chiropractory chiropractory (laughs) you know nothing of chiropractory (laughs) chiropractory but uh my uncle chiropractice my uncle my uncle's seen him and um it's been, I mean, he, he, he likes it, but you know, you have to, you inevitably have to go, have to go back, obviously, but it's. That's how they get you. But it's, it's one of those it's things true. where, but if Nate was, you know, this is the first, this is the first time you saw a chiropractor? First time, and we kind of set up a plan to where I'm going to have over the next two years, like. Wow. Like some that's visits. A yeah. Two years. Not two years. I think it's like a 14 month plan. It's like. We got a fourteen month plan in place. Get my back back in shape, and then I'm going to be kicking ass and kicking. It's like adopting a goldfish. So, solid two years. So, are we going to see your mixtape on YouTube of you high basketball highlights? Of course, yeah. After I'm done with this, I'll be uh, you know jumping over buildings. So, there's going to be some track of Lupe Fiasco and him. Yeah, (laughs) I would say yeah, definitely. You know, I don't know about Lupe Fiasco. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, Pastor Troy. There's going to be a Pastor Troy. There you go. And Lupe Fiasco's like for the college kids, right? You like the ghetto stuff. Yeah, Lupe Fiasco. He's a little hipsterish. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, You know, you don't want a rapper in skinny jeans. No, I mean I'm from you know suburbs. I need something hardcore. Lupe doesn't have enough tats. The farthest I go into that sort of thing is um, Frank Ocean. And he's not even in rap, so. I'm a sentimental. Does that sound <laughs> like Nick Ocean? Is he related to Billy Ocean? No, unfortunately he's no. not. You're not going to get out of uh, his dreams I, into his car anytime get soon. Get out of my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good song. 
<laughs> he sounds kind of like a Michael McDonald there, you know. It sounds like a, a, a kidnapper. A kidnapper. I was thinking you know, of, I have a theory uh, about Michael McDonald. I think Michael McDonald is awesome. He's the first guy to do the voice where he disguises that he doesn't know how to sing, right? Mm-hmm. Like that voice where, you know, kind of. It's kind of like was followed up by the guy from Pearl Jam and then Creed and then, you know, yep. all these guys. <laughs> yeah, Mike yeah, McDonald has that same thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like I can pretty much sing just as So good. Scott Stapp from Creed is basically a blatant ripoff of Eddie Vedder. <laughs> yes. yes. Who is a blatant ripoff of Michael McDonald. Interesting. It's just more high-pitched. Singing, singing yeah. from the back of his throat. Michael McDonald, just a man with a white beard and a piano. Take this message to my brother. <laughs> All right, Jeff, that's enough. You're fine. Man, I'm hungover today, guys. I am so <laughs> Way to bring it back. I bring drank back. so much. Ugh. Like, you know, when you go to a game, Rockies game and you realize in about third inning, there's nothing to watch on the field, so you just drink the rest of the time. <laughs> That's what I started doing during this game, and then by the time we started doing good, I was already the momentum. I could not unring that bell, yeah. right? And then yeah. I just started getting more excited, jumping around. It's such a great, such such a fun. Well, game. that was exciting, and the, the exciting. Well, you know, we'll talk about this one. Well, all right, let's do that. But any uh, you guys want to cover anything before we take a break? Well, then... should I mention the? Thing this last mention week. whatever you want to mention. Um, I, I wrote an article. And, uh, oh yes, this is yes. You miss a week, you miss a lot here over on this side of the studio. It's one of those things. <laughs> we, we weren't actually in the palatial studio, so a lot was free to happen. You know, right. usually Ross keeps us like imprisoned in his closet over here. Like I said, it was like the parents being away. We could eat as much cookies. It, we, we could stay was. It was. It was fantastic. <laughs> Um, Thursday, I wrote an article and um, about it was to celebrate, not celebrate, but you know, in honor of uh, National Coming Out Day. And I, you know, told which I assumed everyone knew, but I, I said, well, you know, and basically, because you've written in, on the blog before, I had been, yeah, I've been told people about. Every I thought I assumed everyone. I this is what I get for assuming. I assumed everyone knew, you know, like you, Ross. I was like, you know, Ross knows, but I, I was told everyone on the. Um, not told everyone, but I wrote a column about my my uh, experiences with coming out to my mother, and um, how my struggle to you know accept it because I write about sports and sports fan and all this stuff. Well, anyway, that's not the point because I did the article was fantastic. I the response to the article was fantastic. I didn't think I wrote it very well, but and it, it was it was it was good. And I was kind of sitting, you know, reading the comment section and just waiting for like. Just some fake account and somebody to say something awful, you know? And we never did anything. Everything was really positive and it was It's because you got that 24-hour cool-off period after you sign up. No, we don't have it. Oh, you don't? don't? We don't have that anymore. (laughs) And in fact – We put that on to get rid of some spammers that we had a couple years ago. But Yeah, we had some – We had some people from China trying to spam the uh, the, – Selling us Jordans and T-shirts. Yeah. But it was was great to see the the response. Because I really don't care about me. Because it's not about me, and let's face it, I don't care if anyone knows. It's just it, it was just an article in honor of the day. 
But the response was fantastic. I didn't get any sort of hate mail or anything like that. And I did a um, – But you do get a lot of hate mail for your opinions about basketball. <laughs> I do get hate mail from people from Oklahoma. Yeah. And I get hate mail from people who tell me I should shut up about Danilo Gallinari. So obviously most oh. of that's from Ross. Um, <laughs> so um, – but. We anyway, I, I I wrote this and I got all this stuff, but I got um, got in contact with Sid Ziegler from uh, um, Outsports, and they did a write up of me on uh, about the column on their site. Outsports.com. Outsports.com. Gay sports blog. But gay sports dog, yeah. And it's, it's, it's a good place to go to find some, you know, well, you know, it's, it's, it's basic sports news and, um, just some good writers on there and they did a good job in, uh, capturing the vibe of the article and stuff like that. And I appreciate what they did and writing it up for me. I, 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 you know, I don't think I deserve that sort of thing, quite frankly. It's just for, to me, it was just, uh, it was, not anything that it turned out to be. And I still don't think it's that because it's just, it's, it's life. Well, and the day national coming out day, its purpose is to kind of be, have be an impetus on the folks, yep. the population of gay people that don't feel comfortable coming out and yep. feel like they're hiding something. So it's supposed to kind of compel people or help compel people yep. to, you know what, I'm going to see other people do it. That's going to give me the courage or, or something. And so that's what you did. And, and you wrote it on a sports blog, which of all places, you know, internet <laughs> as it is, but sports specifically. Oh yeah. Are traditionally very anti-gay. And it's kind of like, it's because, you know, if you think about sports, it's a game. It's for children. Like these are children's sports. Children are more intolerant about that type of mm -hmm. stuff, right? I mean, at mm -hmm. least. You know, for me growing up. So, yeah, it's a, it was an interesting spot and an interesting discussion. So. Well, it was, it's, it, it, I'm not going to belabor this point, but I, I think, I think the more point of it was just kind of to say to people, this, there's a sports atmosphere and a lot of people who don't, because I am convinced that there are many gay athletes uh, absolutely. out there right now. And I will, I will say the reason they don't do it is because it's not necessarily because they're afraid of their, losing respect to their teammates is because they themselves have not accepted themselves and they're in a situation that's an uber straight atmosphere and in any sport it's just you know it's all machismo it's all that ultra aggressive you know testosterone built thing and you know i think that there's part of them wanting to do some be more like them and not understanding that and that that kind of dichotomy big word mm -hmm. that kind of dichotomy <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> it, it really it presents the problem that it is, and that's why people won't do it. I'm just saying the on the on the column. I said just accept yourself, just be happy with yourself, and everything else will fall into place. And generally, that's what I thought. I mean, I've got some great friends, and Nate, you, Andy, all these people. I've, I've never had any issue with it, and I think mostly it's because I came to the point a couple of years ago where I was just okay with myself. And once you're okay, people will accept you. And I think that's, that's the point of it. And, uh, but anyway, outsports.com, uh, they did a nice write up of me on there. Um, Sid Ziegler, thank you for, uh, writing that up for me. And, um, it was, it was great to do. So did you have Sid to see, Ziegler, uh, I love that name. That's a good name. Did you see Orlando Cruz, the boxer that came out? Yes. And, yes. And I saw that was, uh, Kevin, um, Aronovitz or something like that from ESPN wrote an article about that. Yeah. He's 18 and two. <clears throat> Nine knockouts, featherweight boxer from San Juan, Puerto Rico, ranked number four in the division. And by the 
World Boxing Organization, WBO. So he came out and said, proud gay man. So he's kind of one of those. But boxing a little bit different. Obviously, you don't have teammates, individual sport, but... But still, it's a big risk. Not a risk, but it's a big, it's a big moment for him to, uh, to, do, to do that sort of thing. Yeah. And to be, to be honest with you, it's just, it'll be, it'll be good when you get to a point where, um, you know, NBA or NFL or anything like that. Um, you've, I think it'll happen in the NHL first, to be honest with you. But, um, if there's more athletes, Why the NHL? They just seem to have that culture of, um, that more family inclined, years. a more family culture in there. Really? And if football players, they're all, you know, it's a really aggressive sport, extremely aggressive. But I think, in my own opinion, there's more gay athletes in the NFL than there is in any other sport. But I think that is a function of it being the most popular sport in America. It had nothing to do with anything but that. You know, everyone grows up exposed to the NFL. Everyone mm-hmm. does. And regardless of whether you like it or not, you know about the Super Bowl, you know. There's people I'm sure who don't even care about the NBA finals or even know that it's on. It's like, right. But there are people out there who will always know, you know, if you hate sports, you know about the Super Bowl because it's an event. So you know about the NFL. So I'm sure there's more athletes, gay athletes who are gravitate toward the NFL in that situation there. But anyway, wasn't it Bill Simmons had a recent podcast where they were talking about, you know, like who's going to be the first athlete or what sport or whatever. And they're kind of talking from a, an angle where, you know, in this day and age where everything's, more open hopefully now than it was that you know this player whoever does decide to come out during their career is going to be embraced as like a hero and it yeah. might even help them with like endorsements and contracts and being, becoming so. more popular so i mean it's i would think i don't know that's a good point yeah, yeah i would think that that's a that's a good mm-hmm. good um <laughs> what <laughs> everything went black over there I was, like, yeah. I was like oh my god sorry, god, sorry. Go sorry. anyway uh, <laughs> like, oh god everything's shut down make your point <laughs> everything's fine over here um it, but anyway it's it's it was it, it's been a good experience and i i uh encourage every i mean listen you don't have to read my article just go out and read other just skim it other go out and read other <laughs> posts that have been done about this there was a great one on espn.com um and and it's just in honor of the day and i and i listen i don't i'm not deserving of any sort of accolade because i i, I don't consider what i did necessarily a big thing it's just it's just part of life so if 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 people are out there and they want to take encouragement or if they want to even want to look at it and you know send me hate mail which i haven't gotten any for a while so i need to <laughs> i need to ins- Begging for hate mail. i need to insult the people of oklahoma again <laughs> and and get some more hate mail but you know, to do. <laughs> but anyway that's i'm off my soapbox so that's 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 it for now very cool very good yeah, I read that. I didn't actually see the article. Obviously, I wasn't checking sports yeah, blogs yeah, no, on right. vacation. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, and we were emailing last night. You mentioned it, right? Yeah. And so I went and checked it out. Oh, was that the first time you'd seen it? It was the first time I'd seen it. And um, so it was like, oh, man, it's like, gosh, you could leave for a week, right? <laughs> you know, it's like, now I'm doing the Colorado Sports Gaze podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it always it's it's oh great spinoff podcast it's idea sports, right sports case two 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 guys and a queen yeah. that's but, great uh, no good stuff hey man that's awesome I don't know I mean yeah it's, you know, congratulations I don't know no, but that, but I mean it, I get I get what the the day is for and I get what you did and I, you know it's like eh, one day it won't even be a big deal right I mean and even on our blog like it hasn't been. Like a, a big deal because like when uh, when Kobe Bryant came out when he had 
screamed at that official and used mm-hmm. called him a fag. Yeah, we right. screamed that ref like Jeff had wrote in a piece about it, and we got a lot of positive feedback then at yeah. that time, and it was. You know, people kind of joke around. I've, I've received nothing negative from it. So, you know, that's, you know, I, I, I think society has moved in a different direction. Well, especially around here. Yeah. Denver's pretty cool with that. And maybe Oklahoma City. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be a little if, 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 and you know, if you're, you're loud and gay, you go, go to the, uh, mean streets of Oklahoma City. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, all right. I have a confession to make too. Oh God. <laughs> You've inspired me. Is this, is this a coming out of Ross uh, Martin? I have a confession. Um, I, I don't even like sports. <laughs> there. I said it. I hate sports. <laughs> Just I kidding. Don't, I only drink because I like to drink. <laughs> I like drinking and podcasting. I'll talk about anything. All right. <laughs> Very good. Well, let's do this. Let's play some music. Come back and talk about the Denver Broncos, huh? What? Yep. All right. Let's do it, man. Let's Sounds good it. to me. My lamp broke. What the hell's going on here? Ooh, it looks a little shoddy there, Ross. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> the Did lamp you... just fell over. I don't know what happened. <laughs> We're back. We call our sports guys. Um, Ross, uh, okay, people, his his headphones broke. Now his lamp Oh, broke. my headphones broke. Ah, what's happened? That bummed me out, man. a rough go of <laughs> I look over at you guys Did wearing the cool off? headphones, and now I got these loser headphones. Well, I'm the only one who doesn't have a desk, so, I mean, that's fine. That's yes. that, You're yeah. the guest, man. I'm that's the guest. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I get to, it's like you know, the couch, no you know, for Leno. Or, you know what I mean? Let it, let it. Or like Kramer, you know, having a guest over. You know, welcome to the big, welcome to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Merv yeah. Griffin episode. Classic. Griffin. <laughs> Guys. Yeah. I didn't get to talk about the loss to the Patriots. No, you didn't. We were really glad about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I figured you'd be well, very depressed, well, you know? weren't you? Because you take... I, I I, I'm sorry I can't get so loss. excited about preseason NBA basketball. Yeah. I mean, I kind of expected a loss against the Patriots because it's the Patriots, Broncos on the road. I just didn't have a good feeling about it. Right. Um, one of the things I would have said <laughs> was that Peyton Manning is having excellent games. Yeah. He is getting screwed over <laughs> by <laughs> his teammates. Yes. And... That carried over. And he, but like, yes, it carried over into the beginning of the Chargers game mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't even have the opportunity to go out and do anything. But that second half of that game, it was like all the luck that we had needed in the previous, <laughs> you know, six games or five games came down into that one half of football. Yeah, you kind of hope they didn't use it all up. Well, I, I, you know, I think, you know, I don't, you know, I think luck is a, is a product of, consistency and success, right? So what I think I noticed most of all in the best takeaway from this game was that Peyton Manning never changes, right, the way he approaches the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? He yeah. might not pass to Matt Willis anymore after that, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> but I hope not. But, you know, he's still going to run the game the exact same way he always does, and he forces everybody else to raise their game to him, and he doesn't you know, he doesn't go down to the level of his teammates, mm-hmm. right? Just saw a stat the other day, like, through the past three games, he's completed something like 76% of his passes. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. 
and uh, <laughs> the lamp is falling again. <laughs> the lamp is slowly <laughs> falling. All right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Jeff really, uh, Jeff really liked that one. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to move the thing. Because every time I look over, it's a thing, something's it's like, falling mm. apart with rods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the hell's going on with my life? Um, uh, but, uh, yeah. So, Peyton Manning just, uh, what can you say about that first half, like, that first half of football where I, it was literally just kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And there was, I, I mean, I don't ever turn off the game when the Broncos are losing, right? Yeah. I won't do that. It's a weird thing. I don't know about you guys. If the Broncos are getting killed, I just sit there and kind of wallow in my own, like, pity, right? Well, just, I'll, I'll turn it off immediately. Will you turn it off? Oh, yeah. Oh, so did you miss it? Nope. Because, well, this is this is the thing. I went to Culver's. And, uh, which is, which is, it's kind of like this, this fast food. Yeah, yeah, they have that in Denver? Yeah. Oh. It's up by, but up in Thornton, which is, you know, may or may not be part of Denver. Um, (laughs) up in Thornton where the people. Thornton. 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 Yeah, where people grow to eight feet tall. Thorntown. That means Thorntown. You know, you know, people's town full of thorns. Cars powered by steam and stuff. Powered by cinder blocks. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, I was there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was sitting in the drive-through, and I was just—I said, oh, "I'll just turn on the game, whatever." And I—I I, I turned it on. I'm waiting for my food. Dave Logan, the soothing sounds. And David Logan's like, "Oh my god, blah 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 blah," you know. Like, oh. And then Eddie McCaffrey's just like, "Wow." <laughs> wow, like great wow. color man, Eddie. Wow. You know, Dave, that was the greatest run I've ever seen. Man. <laughs> Eddie Mac Mustard. Love Eddie Mac. But but anyway, I, I heard the run back of the fumble. Ah. And because that happened. The Tony not Carter long, run back. Yeah, that happened not long after they scored their opening touchdown, which I missed. Because I was driving, and where Robert Ayers dives for the ball and, and bats it, yeah, and we accidentally bats it perfectly. Well, the, Carter. the funny thing is, where I was waiting for my food, and inside the restaurant, they had a um, television. TV. So I'm listening to this. <laughs> it's like fifty thousand dollar pyramid over here. <laughs> Jeff had two Guinness. TV. <laughs> they had they had a uh, a uh, rabbit. No. <laughs> And, and they had a, they had a television. So I, I was listening to this and I looked up <laughs> and I'm seeing the replay of it. So I'm able to listen and see the re, oh. watch the replay of it. Then I hurried back home because at that point it was like 2414. Oh. So it was, it was like, Oh, this is a whole completely different game. But I was in the back of my mind, Ross, this is a tie end of maybe something you're thinking. I'm thinking they've done this before. You're like, I am hammered. Why am I driving? Is it back in my, oh, <laughs> no, I only drink here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was thinking in the back of my mind, uh, they've made comebacks before this year, and they, it hasn't come back all the way. So. Yeah, same thing. My my friend had texted me. He's like, this is awesome. I can't believe this. And I wrote him back. I was like, what? And he's like, are you not watching the game? And I was like, I am, but I've seen this before. It's going to wind up being too little too late as usual. Well, here's the thing. Which was a reverse jinx by me, by the way. <laughs> good, good, good. Reverse, reverse, double, double secret reverse jinx. Yes. I like that. Yeah. Um, well, super secret, Nancy. And if you, and Ross, I don't know if you were here the last week when we talked about Tony Carter. He sent out the insensitive tweet about. I was going to ask, is that the yeah. same guy? Yeah, because I had never yeah. even heard that person's name before. Right. Was yep. he on the team at the beginning of the season? I believe he's an undrafted free agent out of Florida State, but yeah, he's been on the team all well, year. Well, he's on my good side. 
bad jokes aside. Well, I saw it on Twitter. People were like, all is forgiven, Tony. I'm like, really? That's all it takes? made some good plays? That's all it <laughs> takes? Like, I mean, people, way, are, so, even, people I, are so vapid. The first time I heard that tweet was on when you guys were talking about it. I didn't even think it was that bad. No no offense to no offense to people who happen to be vapid. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. The nice that, thing about using the word vapid <laughs> is vapid people don't know what that word means. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was clueless. Good point, Ross. <laughs> I was clueless as to what that was. But. It's like flipping off a blind person. It's kind of a... I gotta <laughs> stop doing this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to condense what I'm saying sometimes, so I apologize. But we still, during that first half, you know, I mean, you see the Broncos get down because of the, the the Trenton Holiday fumble, and then immediately after that field goal, they fumble again with Omar Bolden, oh, you know, oh, the short kick, awful. he tries oh. to grab it, dives, whatever. And then you have the Eric Decker play where oh, Decker does what he does best and falls down. And I even saw on Twitter, like, Broncos players are saying, oh, yeah, he really, you know, we made fun of him a lot on the plane on the way home and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, you know, he got his. Even Peyton Manning was talking about it after the game, you know, and you're just like, What's wrong with this? It guy? was like okay, it wasn't as bad as when Decker caught that pass and, and got stripped, right? I mean, with the fumble two Demarius? weeks ago. What did I say? Decker. Yeah, Demarius Thomas. Okay. Two weeks ago, right against the Patriots, oh, oh, yeah. dropping the ball in his own. Yes, when he was, got the ball, he was clearly going to go get a touchdown, and then you know the guy stripped it away or yeah, fumbled well, the, it, whatever. What about the one against the Raiders where he just you where just no one touched it. him? Yeah, yeah, but it was that was a JJ Flanagan. Was it JJ? Okay. And you guys, Colorado football, Colorado. Yeah, yeah. JJ Flanagan against Nebraska. It was a game in 1988. They were down yeah. seven nothing. JJ Flanagan is running. No, down I the know field. who JJ Flanagan is. JJ Flanagan is running down the field <laughs> in the clear and just drops the ball. Oh, right. Just yes. drops the ball, and it's one of the most horrendous things I've ever seen. What? I'm sitting there with my dad. My dad's screaming at the top of his lungs. What the hell's going on? And they lost seven nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Ugh, well, Decker. So Demarius. It just seemed Demarius like when that moment. Plays, yeah, I Decker's mean, it, like it wasn't play. that bad, but it just seemed like okay, there we go. Here's. It seemed horrible. Peyton it was Manning. a sure touchdown. It, did it was seem like, bad, but I'm just saying it wasn't a turnover. turnover. Well, you see, but you knew shortly after they weren't going to score. Well, I knew shortly after they were going to have a turnover and after Decker tripped up, yeah. right? And it was just like here we go again. Peyton Manning's teammates are screwing him over. Yeah, and then. You know, just like everything seemed to be going against, like it was just bad luck, right? And, and you're seeing the stupid Chargers River celebration face, and okay. nothing makes me more unhappy than watching him be happy. <laughs> we need to. He's never happy. He is an unsuff, insufferable bastard. That guy, I do not understand. I said this last year on the podcast. I remember saying the exact same thing. Why people aren't talking more about him being a bad quarterback, right? Like, why is he just accepted as this great quarterback? Yeah, you predicted his downfall. Not a good quarter. He is not a good quarterback. He's not a good teammate. He's got all of the elements that you would expect a great quarterback would have with size, right? But you know, yeah. I mean, he's got a good arm, but you know, he's he kind of throws off his back leg a lot, right? For those who can't see, you know, <laughs> Nate, push Nate, was, Nate was doing an impression like a of shot shoulders. putter. Yeah, <laughs> but he's a horrible teammate. I mean, I, I don't know if the teammates like hate him or not, but they should. He just, you know, like he was talking trash to the refs, <laughs> like you know. That's because he they, they have a point of emphasis. 
Rivers did get with, screwed on both those calls. Yeah, on, yeah. on quarterbacks doing the offside, of drawing players offside now, and they was doing the hand thing and the head bob thing, which I agree with Nate, both bogus. But, and then, but the, didn't re- bother me at all though. But yeah, but the ref abuse afterwards probably contributed to the subsequent penalties. That, I don't, <laughs> I think the refs were pretty bad going both ways. Well, you even well, saw the, Peyton Manning. But, with the, 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 uh, the Decker, Pass interference oh, thing was God. awful. That but was see, that terrible. was the thing. It's, it seemed like when the penalties, the bad calls that went for the Broncos, it wasn't like for a first down, right? I mean, it wasn't like a big third and long, mm. you know. But I mean, the Patriots got a few ticky tack false starts. Chargers, right? yeah. What did I say? Patriots. Yeah, Chargers got a few ticky tack false <laughs> starts. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I am hung over today. <laughs> it was a rough day, but. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, it, it was just like, I, I think the refs were just kind of normally bad, just kind of normally clueless. I think there is a big element of makeup calls in the NFL, yeah. like huge, like the NBA is very, you know, it's, it's obvious when they do it in the oh, NBA, yeah. right? Um, but the thing is when they do it in the NBA, they do it like at a time during the game where it's not going to take away a bucket, right? Like, yeah. it's not like, you know, they'll just do a quick block foul, right? And just kind of make up a call that way. But yeah. in the NFL, it's like, geez, you'd use that time to, you know, call a pa- offensive pass interference yeah. that was just blatantly bullcrap. Yeah. And now I have a question. I have a question. Okay. I have an answer. All right. So that fumble. Okay. So finally the Broncos get a fumble, right? They cause a fumble and the Chargers recover it and then end up getting a first down because of it. Okay. Now it was my understanding, and I, I don't, I don't know the rules of football you know, in entirety. Rule. But you can't fumble the ball forward, right? And unless the other team gets possession, right? And then I believe the, that rule only applies to the fourth quarter or the last couple minutes of the fourth you're quarter. Kidding. Two. It's the holy roller play where the it's Raiders the fumble ruski where the Raiders intentionally right? fumbled and kept rolling the ball forward yes. until it got in the end zone and then dove on it. So you can do that in other times of the game. You can literally fumble the ball forward, recover it past the first down marker and I thought that I thought, oh okay they recovered it but It'll go back, back to where that guy. Or are you talking about the one? Um, I didn't see this one. That was one that happened when I was in the car. Are you talking about the one with uh, Jim Leonard trying to recover the uh, fumble of the um, yes of the yes, yeah, and he didn't. And then he didn't get it, and then they recovered it, and it was a first down. Okay, yes. I'm, I'm up. Yeah, they got it was like when the Chargers got another six, seven yards oh, after they yeah. fumbled, and then they got the first down. Yeah. So that only applies in the end of. I think that's only a fourth quarter rule. I could be wrong because I know it's it's known as the Holy Roller Rule from the Holy Roller. Play I really do think, yeah, I think Nate's right from Chargers. I Raiders. always thought it was called Fumble Ruski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fumble sounds a lot fumble, The Fumble Ruski is a, a play that Nebraska Cornhuskers um, had brought into the lexicon. It was like where the the center pretends to fumble the ball and then runs. Oh, is that what that yeah. is? Yeah, yeah, it's called the Fumble Ruski. Ah, you kind of like Cliff from Cheers. <laughs> Now you know Nami. Uh, now you know Nami. Is, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, okay. The so that clears that up. So a, yeah. any other time during the game, you know, you can do that. But at the end of the game, okay, I'll just take your word for that. Um, but anyway, that was one instance of like, okay, we finally get a break, and we just be- they they benefited from their own screw up. But that's and, always the play where it's like, you know, you're supposed to fall on the football. You're not supposed to try to pick it up. Well, that's what Gruden was saying, you know. Yeah. The scoop and loop or whatever he was saying. But then, like, 
then, you know, 20 so minutes later. Had that play not happened, yeah, it was that same drive, right? Where they uh, fumbled. Was it? I believe it was only yeah. a few plays later to where they fumbled and Robert Ayers knocks it. Tony Carter scoops it up and goes, you know, six Which was, yards. you know what, as much crap as uh, Robert Ayers gets, that was actually a heads up play. I'm doing that. I, don't I thought know Robert he, Ayers had a great game. Did he try to do that or did he just dive It looked dive like it to me. I mean, that really? giant I'd have to paw, see it again. It looks like it. he deliberately hit it, you know, less like went, you know, Bubba Gagunge, you know, yeah. and got the. Yeah, it's like, uh, I think in some of those situations when they're chasing the ball, it's just like they got to get their hands on it. And they, you know, you see the other guy who's going to fall on it on the other team. So I don't know if he or did he it on just purpose. You just happen to see your teammate over there and you're like, I'll just hit it to him. You might have just hit it just to get it, you know, just yeah. to hit it. <laughs> but. <laughs> Maybe. Man, and then I don't. Okay. I don't know if it, it looked like he had seen it and he was falling and he just batted the ball. So, but it was just perfect the way it just rolled right to Carter. He picks it up and just takes off, and it was like no. Wow, I don't know if he meant to do it to, to get it to to Carter, but I definitely know he meant to get it out of the pile of where it was. So, is there anything better than a fumble recovery or for a touchdown or a pick six. I mean, it seems like the Broncos never get those. No, it seems like they never, never get them. They never get them. Or they never get the pick sixes either. Like they might get an interception, but it's like the Jim Leonard one where he wrestles it away from Gates and then he's down and that's it. You know, and it's then like, he spikes the ball. But I've always, I've always said like a theory. Like what back. was, Oh, that was like, Oh, why was he doing that? That was so stupid. You just he just spazzed out because right? that's like the best We're talking play he's about made Jim, in Le- years. Jim Leonard. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a reason he's Jim Leonard. <laughs> he hasn't done anything Jim, for a tour. Is three his years. middle name Robert? I just have a feeling it's Jim Bob Leonard or something. Bob Leonard. Like, does he smoke a corn cob pipe in the locker room after the game, full of dumb tobacco or whatever it is? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that drove me crazy. I was gonna um, say I've always had a theory about teams like when you start like. When the Broncos won the Super Bowls, it seemed like they were getting turnovers and getting touchdowns off turnovers. Yep. They were getting punt returns for touchdowns from uh, Darian Gordon, I believe his name was. And it just seems like now maybe this game, maybe getting a bunch of turnovers at once, maybe you – I mean, obviously you can't predict anything, but it's like maybe that will start happening for these guys. Maybe they'll start doing something. But at the same time, the two guys that made the big plays, Tony Carter and Chris Harris, I guess Jim Leonard as well, You know, it wasn't Tracy Porter. It wasn't Champ Bailey. It's not – the guys you expected it was these other guys stepping up and making plays and Chris Harris that last interception you know to to steal the game and to get the touchdown I mean he jumped that route that was beautiful that, that was, was that was beautiful Tracy, that looked like Champ Bailey from six seven yep. years ago that was yep. Tracy Porter did that uh, game against Pittsburgh yep. yep yeah it was it was it was a fun game obviously because everything went wrong in the first half and then literally everything went right every possible thing like you could sit there and you could just be like okay now we need now we need a fumble recovery no. for a touchdown and it was like <laughs> yes okay now we need a touchdown you know like oh yes we got that you know it was like everything you wanted and hoped and like you know when you do that math as a fan you're like all right we need we need to get a f- interception return for a touchdown fumble return for a touchdown three touchdown drives um you know six you know six turnovers you know like you go through that math and you go yeah. then you know then we'll then we'll you know be back and you know we'll be within a, a field goal or a touchdown and it yeah. was like everything happened and it just kept happening until all of a sudden 11 points 11 point victory yeah 35 to 24. that's never happened i'll just repeat that again it's never happened when someone's been down by 24 points that the they come back and win by like a field goal. Yeah, they win point. by like a field goal, but not by ten. The Broncos have a trend, or eleven, a record-breaking trend this season. Just turns out a lot of these records have been kind of 
you know, Bad. dubious. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, no team has like had 175 offensive plays, right? Until the Patriots did it last week against the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> no team has got like 74 first downs in a game until the Patriots did it against us last weekend. Yeah. You know, then it's like, you know, the, the three interceptions by Manning in the first quarter. And then, you know, like all these like weird dubious records are getting broken. And then, one big one that's positive. So well, do you think finally, that, it's a positive one. Do you think this game saved the season? I, I really felt like in the first half that things could have really fallen apart and the team looked like they were almost, not, I don't want to say given up, but they looked pretty mentally defeated almost. If they had been shut out or blown out, that would have ruined the season. I think. I think they would have had virtually no chance of recovering from that down, just from a mental standpoint. They right? would have been down, what, two games to the Chargers? Right. In the standings? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think even statistically, if they lost that game, they certainly wouldn't have been out of it. I mean, no. you know, I mean, I didn't, everybody was saying it was a must win game. I disagreed. I didn't think it was a must win game. It was definitely a must don't get blown out <laughs> game. I don't, don't think it was get, a must get win because the, the Chargers are not that good. I mean, at least if anything, okay, well, let's, let's go to Rivers completely imploding. I mean, six turnovers. I mean, the, Rivers. that is <laughs> how great is, that? I mean, how, that is just like, yeah. uh, that's almost better than the Broncos. Well, yeah. And it's, it's like, just that it was pretty much all his fault. Yeah. And, and <laughs> his implosion and then people give Jay Cutler shit. You know, for, excuse me, crap, for. You can say shit. It's oh, okay, good. Okay, um, for his reactions and things and is that, but freaking, um, Philip Rivers is the same way. Right. Why does, why is <laughs> Philip Rivers not universally hated? I don't understand. It's not just a Bronco thing, I don't think. He should be universally hated by everybody. He's a punk. He is a punk. Yeah. He's awful. But yeah, it was He's great to awful. see, it was great to see, you know, all the blame on him. Love that. The but it wasn't like. Tantrum throwing a little prick. You know, and then you, you also see some things of, you know, did the Broncos win? Did the Chargers lose it? The Broncos That's... didn't just give up. I mean, they didn't just get lucky and get all these turnovers. Like Chris Harris jumping that route and making the play. Like, I don't know. I give a lot of credit to, I, I don't ever think that it's luck that your quarterback throws four interceptions. I think you have to give the defense credit for a lot of those plays. You know, Jim Letter taking it away from Gates, who's, you know, obviously a lot bigger than Jim Leonard. Plus, he was interfering with Jim Leonard on the play. Heck of a play by him. Chris Harris, Carter making those interceptions. I give all the credit to the Broncos. Yes. Yeah. I, I kept hearing that, and that was something that just frustrated me today as, you know, I don't expect everybody in the world to view the game as I did, yeah. obviously. But there seemed to be just kind of this overwhelming um, discussion about not the Broncos' miraculous comeback, yeah. but about how the or the Chargers imploded and, and gave it away and blew it and it's yeah. like yeah I see that standpoint but when you're down 24 to nothing at halftime right and not to give up right not to just kind of mail it in for the rest of the game but to literally come back and win the game by 11 points I mean that I mean the discussion about the uh, the Chargers just like giving it up or like losing the game as opposed to the Broncos winning it I mean First of all, it's just, you know, kind of a pointless discussion, but it's like, gotta give credit to the Broncos just yeah. for having the fortitude to kind of just set it down, right? Like just put that first half behind you. And that was one of those things like, I remember it wasn't that long ago, but a lot of people were kind of beside themselves about with Von Miller. You know, I, I think it was, I don't remember what game it was. It might have been the Houston game 
where the Broncos are getting, you know, beat and Von Miller goes out and gets a sack and does a sack dance. Right. And everybody's kind of like, Oh, Von Miller, there we go. What are you doing? You know, doing a sack dance when the Broncos are losing. And you see this all the time with end zone dances, right? You know, he scores. Even uh, Tony Carter on that fumble celebrating before he got in the end zone about the 20. And it's like, Oh yeah. You're down pretty big here. Right. Yeah. yeah. But then what's the other thing? You always as a player, right? And, and you know, I played basketball for, 12 years or something like that, right? And what's the thing they always teach you? Uh, you know, coaches will always tell you, you know. Showboat as much as possible? <laughs> no, they say, they say, don't worry about the score. Okay. It's zero zero or whatever yeah. it is, right? Whether yeah. you're winning or losing, they're like, don't get comfortable or don't, don't worry about that. Just go out there and play as hard as you play can. Your game. And they always teach you have a short memory in sports. Yeah. Don't, don't dwell on your situation, right? You know, just worry about the next play. Focus on that. And it's like, you know, so I respect the hell out of Von Miller. I don't care if he does a, if he gets a sack and does a, you know, a dance out. I think that's odd. I mean, I don't care if they're down by 50 points. <laughs> you know, that's still awesome, right? Yeah, Do that. Right. Fire up your teammates, right? I mean, like, you yeah. have to gain momentum back somehow. And I would love, I would love to have been a fly on the wall in the locker room, you know, uh, of that game in the Broncos locker room. I want to know what Peyton Manning said or what Fox said or Del Rio said. I wonder if John Elway came down there with a, you know, half drunk glass of scotch and just bitched everybody out, you know, and you just see him like spilling scotch on everybody. He came down like... with a Romney Ryan shirt and he was like <laughs> yeah. screaming at him. Shattered the glass in a piece and started cutting his chest. Yeah. I care about this team. So I get overcame of adversity. Mitt Romney. <laughs> Mitt Romney took Bain Capital to the top. And that's to what I put Let Mitt Romney me. inspire you to win the butt. No, but seriously, like, I'll what, tell you, what one, a great feat. What a great moment. So one play that I was blown away by was, uh, that Peyton Manning to Brandon Stokely touchdown pass where Peyton audibles. There's about 10 seconds on the play oh, clock. Oh yeah, and he does that hand thing. Well, he starts, he starts audibling, jumps up to the yeah. line, gets everybody going, jumps back into the shotgun with three seconds left, takes the snap, throws a perfect fade pattern to the end zone and Stokely makes one of the best catches probably of his career. One of the best catches anybody could ever make. Yeah. And, and right anybody's like and a short white guy. Yeah. I mean, going I love, against a bigger I lo- defender. I love Stokely. This was not Calvin Johnson making this. So, I mean, yeah. so happy. I was so happy when Stokely came back. I, I I I love Stokely. He's the greatest slot. No, he's not the greatest slot receiver. That's Wes Welker. But I mean, you know, there's a Stokely was doing it before Wes Welker. Welker, Wes Welker yes. emulated his game. That's right. Stokely. It was he was um, Stokely 2.0 essentially because that was literally Peyton Manning is the one who and and Brandon Stokely. That was the advent of the slot receiver. Stokely have does he have a ring with the Ravens? Wasn't he a slot receiver on that Ravens Super Bowl team? Yes, and uh, he has two rings. He's got one with the Ravens and one, one with, the, with Colts. the Colts. Yeah. And by the way, I want to just say this. I want to pat myself on the back a little bit because nobody else will. Back in July, <laughs> yeah, we were been... talking to Mile High Report dudes, and I was like, "Why are we kidding ourselves about who Peyton's going to be looking at? It's going to be Stokely." <laughs> you know, and they're, and they're like, well, actually, no, I mean, Stokely, whoever that guy is, got to play special teams. Stokely doesn't, so he's probably not even going to be on the team this year. And it's like, no, it's, wait, is that when you guys are talking to Captain Kirk? Might have been. Some whatever, whoever runs that Cleveland-based Broncos blog <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah, Stokely's been big, man. I mean, but that play was just crazy. It was like, you know, Peyton rushes. He has to think about all these different adjustments, blah, 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 jump back, take it, and then throw a 30-yard fader out perfectly. It was just like – It was amazing. How in the hell did he just do that? Even the center was like, go, go back. We're 
get him. Go, no he kind of hikes the ball. Like, did you see that? Well, yeah. The center was waving him back. What was great about that was. You think it would be like a broken play or something. But <laughs> well, no, what was great about like, that? We get is, it, Peyton. Is, we you know see what Peyton's hand going like that. Oh, wait, he's waving his hand. And you could see he and Stokely were like, we know what we're going to do. See, and that was the good thing about that because it was like, this is like a special play between Peyton <laughs> Well, a, I think there's a lot to be between. It's like that. they worked out like at a slumber party the night before. <laughs> this will get hey, him every hey, time. Hey, Peyton, 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 Peyton. You you throw you throw a fillet fade route. Okay. Oh, okay. We got to have a secret signal. What's the secret signal going to be? I'm going to do my hand like this. He might as well have just run up to the line and just been like, "I'm throwing to Stokely over the." You know, like I mean, it was so and it was so funny. I had a flashback that almost it was almost like a negative flashback. Because as he was doing that and as he started to get into that groove in that second half, audibling on every play, I for a second, a split second, I was back to my the old days of having Peyton Manning doing that against the Broncos and just getting so annoyed and frustrated, <laughs> just being like, I can't oh, stop, stop it, Peyton. Like, come on, really? You're going to audible again? You're going to be running all over the field? Like, you know, and it's like. <laughs> completed what, like 14 or 15 passes in a row at one point? Something oh, like yeah, that. I think he was 13. He started off like 12, 12 passes 12. and then he. He know, ended yeah. up uh, in the second half. 13 yeah, of 14 or something like okay, in the half. In the second yeah. half, yeah. yeah. That was just unbelievable. Oh, man. my God. It was so awesome. Yeah. It was so great. See, this is – remember last week you know, when you talk, where you and I are talking nuggets? Okay, now we're in Ross's wheelhouse where he's so euphoric about talking football. <laughs> so now we want to talk about nuggets preseason. Great. Cool. Yeah, I'll yeah. be on the deck. Smoking my pipe. <laughs> he's gonna smoke his. Take, <laughs> he's gonna smoke his uh, corn take cob a, pipe. Take a short one here. Come back. Talk a little. Go hoops. Broncos! Go Broncos! <laughs> oh. What? Back. Ross has taken himself a little bit of a break. Perhaps. Don't know what he's doing, but we're going to talk a little. Checked out. Checked out mentally. We're going to talk a little <laughs> Nuggets basketball. Yeah. Um, Nuggets 3-0 on the preseason. 3-0. Had a big, uh, I don't, not a big win. Nuggets beat the Warriors last night. Third game of the preseason. They're traveling tomorrow. Actually, they're there tonight to play tomorrow in Portland against the Trailblazers. It's interesting how this has unfolded this preseason. You know, the, 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 you and I spoke last week about this and we were talking about the concerns with, uh, McGee, which are still very much there and the, the way this has evolved. And there were some people who made some excellent points on, on Denver Stiffs today about how, and I think you brought it up too. There's too many wing players on this team. There is just too many wing players on this team. There's, as I got Chandler. Um, Gallo, um, Iguodala, Hamilton, Iguodala, Jordan Hamilton, Avon Fournier, Fournier. So we're talking like way too many wing players. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously Fournier is not going to have much minutes this year, but I mean, outside- we also haven't even mentioned that, you know, George Carl likes to run the two point card lineup of, you know, having yeah. wing minutes get eaten up by Andre Miller. Well, I think I found the solution and I think. Benjamin Hawkman kind of hinted on that today in his article on on Gallinari is that I really do think you're going to see a lot of Gallo at the four. 
Yeah, you've been talking about that for a couple months now. Yeah. I really do think that's their solution to it. I do think that they're going to use Galloway. (laughs) And Ross is back. But the crazy Um, thing, if they use Galloway. You call them wings. Jeff Carl calls them centers. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So, I mean, the the thing with Gallo, though, if you do slide him down to power forward, which I don't mind for a few minutes. I mean, obviously people are like, well, you don't want to play small. It's like. Gallo's much bigger than Kenneth Freed. Yeah, he's a legit ten. six foot ten, if not taller, because he's grown over the offseason. I have no idea, but you he's know, huge. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about that is, you know, I want to see minutes for Anthony Randolph, and if Gallo's going to be eating up all those minutes, what's that mean for for Randolph's? You know, he's still a developing player, and what's going to happen with him? It's it's an inter- it's a crazy dilemma because there are so many guys that Carl's going to have to. You know, balance out something. Well, last night, Carl said Gallo was the best player on the floor. And I think that. Which was apparent. He was. Yeah, he was. He, he was bad, clearly the best player on the floor. And that, that one of those dunks, that baseline dunk we were talking about earlier was, was great. I mean, it's preseason, obviously. But he's, but, but he's healthy. He's, he's healthy. He's got his explosion back. Yep. He's got, you know, his verticals back. We saw when he was first here after he had that toe injury, he couldn't mm-hmm. hardly dunk the ball. Yep. He has like a, you know, a foot to go to dunk, you know. So. <laughs> Yo, yeah, he couldn't get any lift off the off the ground. And but this is the thing. I think that's how he's planning on on solving the wing problem because I think he's going to because there were some stretches the last couple of games of you know, managing to somehow see these games. Um, is that there are some instances where he plays the four spot, and there's some instances where he is the tallest player on the Nuggets. On, um, in fact, you can't say he's playing center, but there's you can make an argument that he could be classified as a, as some of those rotations. So I really do think that's what Carl's and Carl intends to do, and that's why he was talking about that before in the in the off season. I think that is his solution. He's going to play Gallinari at the four, and maybe even the five in the small ball lineup. And he's also met, hinted at you know playing Wilson Chandler there, and uh, you know another thing that we're following pretty closely as well on on Denver Stiffs. And here as well is is the center position is, yep. you know, he's now started. There's been three preseason games. Costa Kufa started the first game. JaVale McGee, game two. Timothy Mozgov gets a start last night. Yeah. So I don't really know if he has a plan yet with the centers. It seems like that's the most open yes. spot on the floor. That you know, agree. like he's, yeah. he's basically saying, who's going who's gonna to come in and take this spot? Mm-hmm. And JaVale McGee has the fat contract, but he's obviously not. Clearly better than Kufis or Mozgov, so it's very open competition at the center spot. He had he had eight. What did what did what did uh, McGee have? Like uh, ten points last night, but it was yeah, like yeah, nine. Nine. ten nine. nine and then he also nine had like nine, nine or ten. Five. <laughs> 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 yeah, he had nine points, six <laughs> rebounds, one offensive. Yeah, and then he had like five turnovers or something like that. And it was just nine. yeah, four or five turnovers. And it was just, it's this he was. Looks yeah, like five turnovers. Yeah, yeah. Keep going, guys. And Ross Martin contributing <laughs> to the conversation. Well, I mean, I've, I've, I've kind of compared McGee's situation, you know, when I wrote that article about, you know, the front office wars. I'm looking at JaVale McGee's being paid basically what Serge Ibaka of the Thunder is being played, yeah. paid. So these guys are expected to be, you know, defenders, contribute a little bit offensively, you know, in the Nuggets offense is, you know, setting screens and mm-hmm. getting to offensive rebounds. But do you really need to pay a guy eleven million dollars for that role? Like, why are the, no. the Thunder paying a pretty premium for Serge Ibaka as well? And if Javale McGee doesn't prove to be a clear cut eleven million dollar player, the Nuggets are probably going to have a bit of a problem on their yeah. hands trying to trade him. Oh, absolutely. Nene, the sequel. 
<laughs> Nene the sequel. You know what? He's you know? not injured all the time like Nene was, but I got to tell you, there's, there's, there is an issue here with JaVale, and it's completely, and Nate and I touched on this last week, it's mental. It, he has all the talent in the world, but it's, his brain won't let him do what his body can do. And we're not saying it's it's not a problem of intelligence. It's yeah. just it maybe confidence. Confidence or he's trying too hard to live up to the contract or that sort of thing. I mean, it's just you could, there's some pressing going on. He's trying to use all those uh, moves that Elijah one, uh, Hakeem Elijah one taught him. It's just it's not working. He's Rough trying too right hard. Now. Yeah, but to no Javale. <laughs> no Javale, the king of pundits. <laughs> Or what do you call those puns? Things? Puns. Yeah. Jeff didn't appear to like that one. <laughs> that took five years off my life, I think, actually. <laughs> Very interesting. I, my, I am now going to live to only, you know, whatever you know, now. I mean, five <laughs> years less than what I was before. Obviously, preseason basketball is kind of funny. You know, Ross let me have it on Twitter last night saying, ah, oh, preseason basketball, you should be watching Broncos, you know. And there is there's something to be That's, said about preseason. That, Im- that impression is uncanny of, of France, by the way. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> but I mean, there is something to be said about preseason basketball. But at the same time, yeah. you know, there is a lot of important things going on. These Nuggets mm-hmm. obviously have to figure out, you know, player rotation, yes. who's going to step up, team yeah. chemistry, and as well as you know, people saying, "Well, Javale, he's going to be fine. He'll figure it out." And it's like, uh, I don't know if he will. You know, if you're watching in the preseason, if he's unable to incorporate post moves and whatnot, why just because it's, you know, suddenly October 31st is he going to put up 15 and 10? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not just going to happen because it's the regular season. So, I mean, there's a lot to work Nuggets on. Nuggets fans say that's the type of thing in January. Yeah. You know, yeah. wow, they'll, they'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah it'll, it'll come yeah, around it's, there, there is a There's an element of that, and, you know, like I pointed out last week, you know, there's people, centers do develop. Um, slower than, than, you know, every other's position on the floor, but you just want to see some moment of encouragement with yeah. JaVale. That's all you're looking for right now because it's like, he's just not doing it. And maybe it's because he misses Andre that much, you know? Yeah. I mean, once he plays with Miller, it might be a little bit different, but yeah. like we've said, he's got to learn how to play with, you know, the point guard of the future, who's probably Ty Lawson. We'll find out in a couple isn't, of weeks. Uh, isn't Andre Miller, uh, Adam Kinney's favorite, uh, Favorite Indeed. player? Indeed yeah. he is, yes. But, you know, we have, we have, uh, less than, we got, what, just under two weeks now until the season starts? Yeah. October 16th. We're looking yeah. at the 31st. Still the biggest question on the table for the Nuggets until the regular season starts is if, is Ty Lawson going to get that contract extension? I don't think so. You don't think it's going to happen? No. Interesting. No. You want to fill in on that, Ross? You know what's going He's on? He's North Carolina guy, right? <laughs> he is indeed. He is. I but, just, I, so Just yeah, to, he's if, you're, get if it. you're asking me a gut feeling, I think this is going to wait till the end of the season. Ty Lawson's go, entering the uh, final year of his rookie deal. The Nuggets have until October 31st to offer him an extension on his rookie contract. And uh, there's kind of a point of debate of you know he's he could be allowed to get a five year contract if the Nuggets designate him as their lone rookie to get the five year contract. Yeah. Could get a four year deal. Uh, ben Hockman reported it could be somewhere in the neighborhood of five years and sixty five million dollars, which is Ooh. a very scary number. <laughs> I mean, you're going to pay you know Ty Lawson twelve million dollars a year. You got to be sure he's your guy, and you know Ty's a good player. He's Hockman a said all-star. that it's gold. If Hockman says it. Yeah, his his what he he's IGK or boy. My my like, thing is this: this is a self-proclaimed deadline by Ty. You know this. You know you can negotiate through the season, but this is his thing. He says, "I'm not going to 
negotiate through the season. We'll take care of it after the season. Well, you can't. They can't offer an extension. With they can him. offer. They can offer him an extension, like they did. Um, Gallinari was offered, and Kufis were offered right in the middle of the season. Their extensions. What were they on the last year? The rookie deals. Mm-hmm. What did I read? Something on I think Larry Kuhn's FAQ had something about yeah, October thirty first is some kind of deadline. That was their that was their unless I'm completely mistaken, both Kufus and Gallinari were not yet were on their last years. And same with Russell Westbrook. He because Gallo, ex- Gallo came in the year before Ty. Yeah, and yeah. Westbrook signed his his extension like fifteen games into the season last yeah. year. So yeah. I don't know. I have to clarify that because I, I think can, no Ty Ty, I think this was a Ty deadline. Ty said if you don't get it done by then I'm not going to negotiate until the end of the season. Yeah. He's playing hardball. Whew. Which is kind of like, you know. But, uh, <laughs> uh, Jeff just made a uh, jerking off motion. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see what happens. It's not there. a video podcast. <laughs> <laughs> not a video cast. Jeff is doing a wanking motion. <laughs> yeah. Very slowly. <laughs> So not not too much going on. I mean, if you if you get a chance to watch that game tomorrow night, the Portland Trailblazers have a, a few exciting rookies. Damian Lillard probably being uh, yeah maybe one of the best, probably up for rookie of the year. So yeah. if you want to give that a, a watch, you can try to find it somewhere. But yeah. Ross, that's about it for Nuggets. That's talk, it for man. Nuggets talk. Well, I'm excited. Yeah, I should am. Be. I am excited. You know, I kind of joke around that I don't like the NBA and basketball. I mean, I love basketball. Played it. It was my passion growing up. Mm-hmm. I quit all their sports, including Taekwondo, which I was pretty decent at, yeah. to follow my love of basketball. I have a question. The new flopping regulations. Yes. I, I, do, you guys, you guys probably talked about this last week? I don't remember. Did we talk about this? The problem with when <laughs> yeah, I listen to your podcast <laughs> is last night, I, I listened to it after the Bronco game. Oh, yeah. And I may have mentioned this. But I had a few Dale's Pale Ales last night. But anyway, the flopping rule change or whatever. They don't change the rule, but now they can find people for doing it. Oh, we did touch on it last week. Yeah, they can, uh, they're gonna review stuff after the game. After the game, so it's not gonna be an in-game penalty. They're gonna find people after they review the game tapes. Yeah. So Perfect. It's, so it's, this <laughs> solves nothing because like the minimum contract is $10 million. Yeah, yeah. Nene is worth $15 million a year. Javale McGee is worth eleven million dollars. I don't know. I mean, we probably shouldn't talk about those guys. We probably should focus on the European players, how much they're getting paid. <laughs> but they're all overpaid. It's like, well, they, how much are they going to charge these guys? Is it is it over a million dollars for a flop? Well, right now it's being because <laughs> if it's not, then it's, it's like worthless. Five, it's like five right. grand for the first, ten grand for the second, fifteen for the third. Oh my! Well, God. right now it's Who being cares? litigated. Right now it's being. You know, the union filed a grievance on it because, you know, it's... They filed a grievance on it? Because it's a... Oh, because they're fining them. Sure. No, but it's a, it's a, it's a penalty outside the CBA. So they have to negotiate it in the CBA. How about they just play, like, use the fouls that are already written into the game of basketball? Well, and just call those properly. That wouldn't be grievance then. Well, because if well, they did all I'm that. saying is, exactly. (laughs) All I'm saying is that the NBA wants to stop flopping. Ross, that makes too much sense. Stop calling uh charges that don't exist. It, listen, that's I'm agreement. Nate's in agreement with it. That's that's the solution, but the NBA likes to do things the hard way. Yeah, it's kind of like this is like a, you know, a slap on the wrist to kind of see if maybe talking about policing it will work and then yeah. maybe they'll move forward after that if nothing actually happens, but I don't know, man. It's crazy and like you said, nothing's really going to change. If right? you flop no. and they don't blow the whistle, you just look stupid. 
that should be that should be motivation enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you even heard guys like you heard like Shane Battier say that he's been told by NBA officials that he needs to accentuate calls to get them because you know perhaps they can't see everything, so it helps draw their attention to it. Of so. course, that is the way. I mean, I was doing that in the '90s playing. You know, I was first team all school, right? Mm. High school. Okay. Big time. It's a big, it's a big guys laughing at that. That's, uh, that, usually gets, that usually gets a laugh. <laughs> first team all school. <laughs> but anyway, like, yeah, if you get like a charge, you know, you do throw your arms up and you even yell, right? You go <laughs> up and, you know, you're like, oh, <laughs> right? I mean, you do that. But like, you know, that's not flopping. Remember if Alan, it's, if Alan it's, Iverson used to scream at the top of his lungs <laughs> when he got hit. He's like Monica Sellis. <laughs> oh, how's that? Uh, Monica Sellis. Yeah, old school. She nice uh, 90s tennis reference yeah, right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, when I was down on uh, Longboat Key in Florida. You saw Monica Sellis. Just a few houses down from uh, Maria Sharapova. Nice. Damn. Recently divorced, I believe. I wasn't married. Single. And on my honeymoon, <laughs> I might have gone a knock and knock on the door. <laughs> yes. I can see it now. I wasn't on my Hello. <laughs> I was I'm Ross from the Colorado Sports Guys. Would you like to do an interview? Oh, I just happen to be naked. It has nothing to do with you. You're like, well, I figured you would. <laughs> but, oh, uh, flopping. Flopping. Okay, that's all. Flop. I just want to talk about flopping for a minute. Yeah. yeah. We'll take a little short one, come back, talk a little rocks, wrap this baby up. Yep. That sounds pretty good. That sounds good to me. Colorado Rockies are interviewing uh, Jason Giambi for the manager position. All right. Do it for the Rockies. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. That's it for Colorado Sports Guys. So is this the perfect move for the Rockies? Go get Giambi because no. people like him. And yeah, you get a former steroid abuser to be your <laughs> your manager. You know, he shoots everybody yeah, up before uh, the game. Uh, if they get Joe Girardi, him. probably shot up a little bit back in the day. Probably. Oh, you got to hope so. He was a hard body. His ears don't get that big just from you know being Italian. Naturally aspirated weightlifting. <laughs> Very true. Um, I don't. It's, it's just a. It's like it would be a pure PR thing. But if Jason Giambi well, is, is such a great manager and such a great prospect, why hasn't he helped the team the past year or two? Hey, well, listen. Is his, uh, voice, his voice has not been heard in the locker room. He taught Dexter Fowler how to do steroids without getting caught. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that one thing. <laughs> That's the important thing. That's the important thing. You know what? The be, you know baseball Stick managers are, are, are they're interesting, right? I've always kind of said, you know, anybody can manage a baseball team or a game, a manage a baseball game. If you had a you know a wristband that like Peyton Manning wears, or I don't even know if he wears a wristband or you know Tebow or whatever, and it said, if this, do this, right? You know, okay, pinch hit here, okay, you know, steal on the like you could do that, right? But it's a more Baseball is a more like a, I don't know, like it's like, you know, I don't know how to put it, but it's like. It's not like the NFL where you're calling plays. Yeah, it's, there's more mystery in baseball. You know what I mean? Like. Intrigue. You know, it's like, there's like just little things like, it's like a very, it's a spiritual thing, right? Sure. And you know, Jason Giambi seems like, it's like a baseball manager needs to be 
just slightly smarter than the players, right? right? But much dumber than like a normal person, right? Because they, you know, they kind of have to, and G- Giambi seems to fit that mold, <laughs> you know? Like he seems like, you know, like you're going to, you know, what about, uh, like I just mentioned Girardi, right? He was a former player. He was never a great player, right? And now he's a, he was a good rookie. Good manager, a great manager. Yeah. Um, you know, these guys just like, they need to be able to relate with the guys a little bit, but also be respected, you know? Yeah. yeah, they're, yeah. It's not, yeah. It's like, I mean, I, I don't see this as anything any other than, I mean, the, the, the way the Rockies structure is now, Bill Guy Vett's running everything. So it's like the, the manager's just going to be some sort of glorified yes man anyway. So, you know. That's if, if you're gonna get Giambi, you get Giambi. Nothing's you know, gonna change. Nothing has really worked for the Rockies, so why not just do this? Who yeah, cares? Whatever. I mean, I mean if I it works, mean. it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm throwing up my hands. Yeah, I'd like to see it. I like Jason Giambi. <laughs> Supposedly he wears a, uh, a man thong, a gold one to help with batting. He's a character. I think guys respect him. He's older than basically everybody on the team by a number of years, so I think that would, you know, that plays well for him. Guys respect him. He, you know, had those successful years with the A's and the Yankees when he was juicing. So, yeah, By the go way, ahead. Did you guys see? Speaking of baseball, holiday. Taking yeah, out the take out? Marco Scudero. That was awesome. Former Rocky Marco Scudero. But yeah, former Rocky. <laughs> two former, former yes, Rocky. Two former Rockies not playing at the same time, but yes, two former. But Rockies. I just want to know: Did he touch the plate? Did he? Why aren't you guys laughing? Oh yeah, of course that? he did. I saw that. <laughs> he, what was that? Was like, that was the best baseball time in Colorado. <laughs> I, that game, that game was amazing. It was. And we um, will never see it again. <laughs> are you guys watching the baseball playoffs? No. Is that on uh, broadcast television or is it still on cable? I don't know. It's on. I'll well, watch it when it's it gets on to Fox. Fox. It's I'll on watch Fo- it when it gets well, to no, the, the Fox. NL one is on Fox. Fox thirty one. I mean, uh, yeah, thirty one. And on my TV. Oh, funny story. I gotta say. You don't have cable? I don't, I don't have cable. <laughs> no, someone actually, I don't know who it was. I think it was your mailman who told me you didn't have cable. <laughs> he did, yeah. And he told me because you had told him. Yeah. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, he re- it really means a lot to him. <laughs> really, really, is, he, he was like, I don't have cable. And he stood there smiling at me. It's like, what am I supposed to, how am I supposed to react to this information? <laughs> well, one of my things that I have to deal with not having cable is the antenna. Okay, now the way my uh, living room is oriented, it faces east, okay? Yes. And all the antennas are out west on Lookout Mountain. Mm. So I have to, usually when I sit down to watch a game, right, like last night, I will have to go out and I kind of run the antenna out to the balcony. It's really just as convenient as having cable. And uh, I have to just kind of mess with the antenna a little bit till I get the picture good and then it's fine for the rest of the game. And I usually have to do this... Every time I want to watch TV, which just takes, you know, a few seconds. It's not a big deal. Yep. The other day, we were out there on the balcony with the Colorado sports wife, and she just, like, scooted back her chair, nailed the antenna, like, bent it all to hell. And, like, just, like, like she scooted the chair back, and it just was jacked. And then I just was like, ah, don't worry about it. And I just kind of pushed the antenna down, the rabbit ears, and I shoved it into the corner. And since then, I have received perfect reception without having to adjust anything <laughs> like now bent mangled in the corner 
it just picks up perfect reception. It's just, you know. Those are the breaks, man. It's funny how things work like that, don't you think? That's great. That's great. how life is, huh? I like it. That's perfect. Yeah. Okay. You know, it didn't break too well for you this past weekend, Ross. Our NFL picks. Oh, Jeff, you picked on my behalf. We did. Jeff Morton stepped in. Clearly, you couldn't have picked any worse than I normally do, but I was kind of on an uptick. He was. Uh, Ross had, uh, you know, gotten his his head back above water at five hundred, just over uh, five hundred. Nate couldn't have done much better than me. How did you do? <laughs> Heading into the week, Ross was sitting at uh, thirty nine and thirty seven. Jeff came in, picked uh, picked his games for him, went six and eight last weekend. So not too bad. Oh, well, that's it's not better than six and ten. Not good. Puts Ross better back than six at, and ten because they're two by <laughs> teams on by. Puts Ross, Ross back at five hundred at forty five and forty five. Just uh, like the Broncos going to the bye week. Going to the bye week. Uh, I was sitting at forty two and thirty four. Went seven and seven last week. New record of forty nine and forty one. All right. So, so got, Jeff, yeah. did so you got one at game, least right? pick the Broncos? Yep. Thank you. So Ross's uh, tradition, you have to read this prepared statement that I made. Oh Christ! Okay. Just kind of want to hear your impersonation of how you uh, how you roll through this one, so you can give it a look, see, and then give it a go. All right, let's see. I can read it before I can start reading it. Okay. Ross is now vigilantly studying what I've written for him. I recognize this quote. I like this. <clears throat> This is a yeah. This is kind of kind of nervous here. I haven't done any acting, voice acting before. Uh, <laughs> we need you. Hell, I need you. <laughs> I'm a mess without you. I miss you so damn much. <laughs> I miss being with you. I miss being near you. I miss your laugh. I miss your scent. I miss your musk. When this all gets sorted out. I think you and me should get an apartment together. Well, you're back now, Ross. Don't I get the crowd noise after that? You're back now, my friend. You're back from Florida. In honor of, in honor of certain guests. <laughs> oh my god, did I hit the microphone with that? Yes, you did. That Paper was awesome. Toss. Paper toss. Oh, that was good stuff. That's very, yeah. that's that. That that was very good. Russell. I'm I'm yeah pretty good. Huh? Yeah, hey, good you job. know I went to state back in the '90s with uh, duet acting. And if you guys know the quote, I went like, to state uh, in the '80s. Nationals extemp. Oh, extemporaneous speaking. Yeah. Very, oh, you went to nationals? No, not nas- oh. no national extemp. No, that's the national, not international extemporaneous. Oh, national. gotcha. Let's see if anybody hey, out there job, is man. still uh, still listening. Forensics to buddies. Yeah. Woo-hoo. If you recognize that quote, text it to us, email us, Twitter us. Ooh, it's like a contest. Maybe we'll give you some sort of prize. Yeah, we'll give you a prize. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if we get any responses. Is anyone out there still Anyone. Listening? Anyone will respond anyone. to that. I miss, what if it's me? <laughs> Jeff, you will not get anything. <laughs> Episode 68, man. I think that's going to wrap this up. All right. Man. That's when you play the music. We'll probably be back here uh, Thursday for a little Gamblers on the Storm, I'd oh, imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and uh, we might want to tease a little for all those uh, pissy Denver Stiffs fans, readers. <laughs> In honor of the upcoming Nuggets season mm-hmm. and the uh, Broncos bye week, next week is going to be a super-duper Nuggets-packed episode. 
that we won't even tell you the guests and the caliber of guests on there because it will literally make your head explode. Each guest more surprising than And you won't be able to sleep every (laughs) night between now and then. So just, you know, to do your, the listeners a a favor, we'll just, we'll just let you know that there's going to be some big time golden nugget, Denver nugget (laughs) discussion. Indeed, Ross. Smooth. Mm-hmm. That'll be coming up. <laughs> we'll see all you guys on Thursday. And go so, to our Amazon banner. Yeah, Amazon. 